Nashville Predators hang on for a big 4-3 shootout win over the Blackhawks, one that made a little bit of team history, plus Barry Trotz comments on Tyson Barry's trade request, and these got spicy, my friend. We'll talk about it today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I want to start out with a special hello to our loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys. And we appreciate the support you give us week in and week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. Today's episode is also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. All right, and Predators get a big, big 4-3 win over the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, win maybe not as sexy as a Colorado win or anything like that, but <laughs> big in the sense that this was a central division team on the road, some inconsistent results over the past week or so. And this just felt like a game uh, in which, you know, maybe helps the predators stay consistent a little bit. Yeah. You know, it was not necessarily pretty that you're not going to get a bunch of style points for the game, but it was a road win. It was a back-to-back win after the win in Buffalo, which was also kind of one of those gritty gut check wins. And at this point, Nashville, you know, collect points. However you collect points, not every game is going to be an easy win. Although on paper, you would think this would have been something that wouldn't have needed to go to a shootout. But Chicago, I think, put up, you know, some interesting offense and Nashville, you know, was able to still come away with the win. So look, a win is a win. When you've got a team trying to build some momentum, they got some momentum Four three shootout win. Yeah, if you're a big fan of rebounds, deflected shots, and weird <laughs> bounces, uh, yeah. this was the game for you, my friend. Yeah. Uh, let's run through it. Blackhawks took a one nothing lead in the first, but Luke Evangelista and Mark Jankowski just seconds apart gave the Preds the lead in the second. Blackhawks would tie the game and then take the lead not long after that. Nick Felino had two goals in this game. Ryan O'Reilly got one back in the power play halfway through the second. A gritty third period uh, for the Nashville Predators. A lot of big hits both ways. Uh, A lot of sustained offense for both teams, especially the Blackhawks early in that period. Uh, And then we go to a shootout and the Nashville Predators for the first time in two since 2008, which is when these stats started being kept. Um, So potentially for the first time in franchise history, Mm -hmm. the Nashville Predators scored on all three shootout goal chances or shootout shots or whatever we call those right shootout attempts i guess uh so a little bit of history there 
made yeah. shoot out. 4-3, the final score. Preds get two points. And your one word to describe last night's win. My one word to describe last night's win somehow is again about food. I think I have a thing going on with food here, ladies. This is folks. why I love you. <laughs> this is why we work. Yes. But my one word is yasso. As in Yasso frozen Greek yogurt treats. Because here's what's real, friends. A lot of evenings you get done eating dinner, you sit down and you think, you know what I need? I need a dessert. And when I want a dessert, I want something like Andy's frozen custard or I want like Culver's. Like that's what I want. Yeah. But I also don't want to get up and go. So the other night I thought, okay, surely there's something in my freezer rooted around. And one day when I thought I was going to start eating healthy, I bought at the grocery store Yasso frozen Greek yogurt uh, cookie dough treats. Oh. And, you know, so you're like, okay, I'm going to have this. Look, here's what's real. It's not necessarily what you want. You know, you know, Andy's, you know, Culver's is going to be so much better than this, but it's what you have. And you get a couple of bites where you get a little nibble of some chocolate chip cookie dough and that makes it better. You get done with it and you thought, well, that was a dessert. You know, it was better than nothing. Not as satisfying as like Andy's or Culver's, but, you know, it was something. This game for me was a Yasso dessert where it wasn't the game that I wanted. You look on paper and you think, okay, the Predators taken on the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are last and odd man rushes against. You know, they're really struggling on special teams. This is a great opportunity to like have a Culver's game. You know, it's just, you're going to hit it out of the park. You're going to get tons of offense. You're going to have a chance to um, get some players to connect and find the back of the net. That's not the game we had. We had a Yasso game. It was a dessert. You got a couple bites of cookie dough, not as satisfying as you had hoped for, but it's not nothing. And that's kind of how this game felt to me. Yeah. I feel like you're just making up brands. No, for real. It's called Yasso. Why? Well, I mean, there's Yasso. There was, what was the other one? Like Daniel's delightful dairy <laughs> dip or something. <laughs> don't remember i really am not making them up i, no, I, I know culver's yeah culver's is 10 out of 10 oh, andy's you don't you have you never had andy's no oh my gosh andy's frozen custard it literally when we bought our new house this summer in the back of my mind i filed away the fact that in theory i could walk to andy's i never do i always drive yeah. <laughs> but it's it is chef's kiss when you're looking for like uh some sort of a cold dessert Andy. Yeah. yeah, if it's not Ben and Jerry's or Jenny's. Uh, oh, no. This is like Jenny's level, but it's frozen custard. It's amazing. Anyway, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my one word for <laughs> uh, last night's win is Jenny's. I No, it's not. Uh, my <laughs> one word for last night's win, Anne, is Red Rover. Do you remember Red Rover, the game you used to play oh. as kids? Uh, where it's basically like you and six friends form like a human chain and hold hands. Uh, and then there's another human chain opposite side. And you're like, Red Rover, Red Rover, send Connor Bedard over. <laughs> and the point of the game was for them to just run as fast as they can 
through like one of the hand holding things and break that chain and get to the side. And if, you know, they break the chain, then, you know, they get to steal somebody from your team. If, you know, you get stuck, you have to stay on their team. Yes. Um, and it's just kind of like a, you know, war of attrition kind of thing. And <laughs> the point is just to hold on, hold on to your friend's hand as hard as you can, like hold that line, make sure they don't cross. And that just felt like this Nashville Predators game. Yeah, especially in that third period, especially right at the beginning when the Blackhawks had, you know, a lot of chances early on, a lot of sustained pressure. We saw like some big hits. Uh, Luke Evangelista was treated like a punching bag by Jordy. Uh, was kind of surprised. Somebody like Luke Shen or Jeremy Lazan didn't go after Tenorti. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had the overtime where the Blackhawks definitely, I think, got the better scoring opportunities. Um, you know, and it just felt like the Predators were just gripping each other's hands just so tightly not to let that line break. It's just like, all right, we're, we're taking the, you know, the fattest kid on the team is gearing <laughs> up and running 100 miles an hour ready for at us. We're just going to grip and hold as hard as we can. Let's get this thing to the shootout. Let's survive here. And that's what this game felt like. It just felt like the Predators, they all had each other's hands. They were gripped tight and they were just holding on, yes. holding on, surviving everything that Chicago threw that way. And, you know, you, you wound up winning Red Rover and you got two crucial points and a big win on the road Huge. over Central Division rival. And on the road, it's a big thing because that's a place the Preds have struggled mightily this year. Yeah. Red Rover was one of those games I'm surprised they haven't outlawed like lawn jarts because kids would always get clotheslined and get hurt in elementary school. It was rough where I grew up, man. Red Rover was cutthroat. Yeah, uh, it's almost a neighborhood fight because some 14-year-old kid, like, bull rushed my seven-year-old sister and uh, almost he put, picked a fight with that kid. You were he like, I'm like, going to Michael McCarran all up in here. Yeah, he was, guy. like, two years older and probably, like, three inches taller, so I would have gotten my ass beat. But <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was ready to Jordan Tutu, that kid. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, one of the most notable things about the game last night was who was in the lineup. Uh, Tyson Berry was in there, and it's notable because of some comments from Barry Trotz, not but a few hours before puck drop. We'll talk about that, plus more standouts from last night's game coming up in just one second. First, I want to mention today's uh, show is sponsored by game time going to sporting events concerts theater all that stuff that is really fun uh, but buying tickets to those events can be stressful especially if it's a venue you're not really familiar with you're not sure where the best seats are you're not sure where the good views of all the park and venue is that's where game time comes in handy game time is the only ticketing app that gives you a complete peace of mind with your purchase you can see the view from your seat the exact view from your exact seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive and they're all in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal 
without hidden fees. And you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps on your phone. No need to go to the box office or scroll through email after email trying to find it. You take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. So download the app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This episode's also brought to you by our great friends at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers do stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, look, there is no better time to get in on the action. This app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I don't know that there's a bet for how many more staff people will be fired by the Titans midseason, but you can look on there and see. So go and check it out. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off this NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. All right, Anna. Nashville Predators beat the Chicago Blackhawks 4-3. to at the United Center last night, get a big two points against a Central Division team. Uh, what stood out to you in this game last night? A couple of things uh, I think really stood out to me. For me, I think we have to talk about the shootout goals. You know, you mentioned it was the first time since they started tracking this in 2008 that the Predators made all three shootout goals, which I think is noteworthy. I also think it's noteworthy the goals that were scored. Oh, my God. Goodness. Yeah. Yes, Nyquist, Ryan O'Reilly, Philip Forsberg. Holy cow. Soderbloom either has children or one day will have children that will see those highlights. <laughs> those were incredible shootout yeah. goals. I mean, breathtaking shootout goals from all three of them. Just incredible. So I think we have to give props to those guys for coming in and not only getting it done, but getting it done with such emphatically pretty hockey goals just amazing yeah and i think we also have to give a little shout out to our old uh, otf buddy brian baston who before the game he puts out his goalie charts every game yes. uh and said that look uh soderbaum is like very like you know um very weak on mm -hmm. his right side and then all of the shootout goals we're Come on. on the right side. Yeah. Uh, so I think we owe just a little bit of uh, credit for maybe a little scouting shout out. Uh, yeah. I mean, those goals were great. And, you know, of course, as pointed out this morning, uh, Alex Doherty tweeted out that this was the, I guess, the first time since they started keeping um, these kind of stats that the Predators went three for three on the shootout. Which is interesting. Uh, yeah, they may have gone three for three some other time, but they started keeping this, I think, two seasons into the shootout. Uh, so this might, be, you know, this might be the first time in franchise history the Preds went three for three, which is kind of cool and also very rare uh, in yeah. the NHL nowadays. So yeah, shout out to that. Um, you know, the other people were just the players that stepped up last night and mm -hmm. uh we've talked about it before this game michael mccarran my god oh, like my. what a game from number 47 uh you know you talk about Yuso parsonen having you know i i think 
Well, also, he got an assist last night, but it was also just his two-way play uh, and the way he was driving the net. I think that's the best that he personally has looked in a few games as well. And then Colton Sissons making some big plays down the stretch. So this was, you know, you, you had goals from Forsberg, you had goals from O'Reilly, um, but this it this was the or the shootout goal from Forsberg, right? But. This was, I think, the story of, you know, kind of the Preds' depth stepping up and having some really big moments in the game last night. Yeah, and I think this game also was very much about location, as in, you know, you see the Predators getting to the front of the net, and you look at the goals that were scored in this game, rebound goals. These were were rebound goals put in. Mark Jankowski got his first goal coming back up to the NHL last night. Evangelista's goal was a rebound goal. You know, just being in front of the net and cleaning up those kind of shots, I think, is, is a great lesson, you know, for the Predators. Location matters. Get in front of the net. You just never know what's going to happen. I love that the Predators got a power play goal. I felt like that was a very well executed power play by the National Predators who have really kind of struggled to finish on some of their power play chances. The other player I want to give a shout out to, and, and I promise you I'm not trying to sound like a broken record, but can we give a shout out again to Spencer Stasny? Yes, absolutely. I'm telling you what, this young man is is just showing that he is very comfortable in the NHL with this style of play, being able to read, hey, when are the best times for me to drop down and get involved in this? When do I need to stay back? He had a fantastic defensive play on Connor Bedard, which, you know, I was like, let's go Spencer Stasny, but also was out there um, on the penalty kill and had some great plays on the penalty kill. And was out there in overtime. I think the Nashville Predators have a lot of confidence in this young defenseman. And, you know, I know we've got to get Alexander Carrier back healthy. We've got to talk about some other things on the defense, which we're going to do in a minute. Yeah. But I really love what we're seeing from Spencer Stasny. Just tons of growth, tons of... um, you're seeing that he understands how this game is played and and that there is a next level in the NHL. And he seems like he is just able to catch up and read it so well. So shout out again to Spencer Stasny. Well, it's his skating. Like his skating one. Um, I mean, there's uh, this argument's been had by a lot of people in Nashville media, but possibly already the best pure skater on the team. I like sit like certainly among like the up and coming, like the players and prospects. Oh, there's a lot sure. of people that's like, this is like, he he's like skating like Roman Yossi. Yes. Yeah. I like, it's yeah. like, that's the first thing that hands out. And even if, you know, you're somebody like Spencer Stastny where you're, you know, your pure offense isn't quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even if, if it, like, even if your scoring is not there, like if you don't have like the shot, if you don't necessarily have the elite, playmaking setup skills anything like that if you have that speed and you have that skating you can kind of do a lot of things with it you can go in and sort of attack the zone make people kind of respect your game maybe that opens up space for other players to operate you know on defense you can cover a lot more ground yes you absolutely. Can, you can go toe to toe with somebody like nathan mckinnon so like the best skaters 
in the league. Uh, if you're, you know, on the penalty kill, just kind of playing stay at home defense, you can cover more ground, get into passing lanes faster. So, you know, it doesn't look like, you know, Spencer Sassney is ever going to become like a, like, you know, 50 point NHL right. offensive defenseman or anything like that. But his skating is up there with the best of them. And that is certainly, I think, going to give him a lot of opportunities, especially in the Preds top four, because it, right. it seems like there's a shakeup coming. And I, I, I have to wonder, Anne, like if this shakeup that we're going to talk about and that we talked about yesterday mm-hmm. is happening because players like Stastny are coming into the lineup and being like, you know, look, like he's, He's impressing. He's proving that he can kind of play this role full time. Let's let's kind of transition towards sort of the next generation because they're proving that they can handle it. Yeah, I definitely think that there is an element of all that's happening defensively with the Nashville Predators that has to do with the fact that Spencer Stasny and I'm even going to say Mark Delgaizo when he came up, these younger players who are starting to get their chances in the NHL, they are taking full advantage of these opportunities and really showing, hey, you know, we're going to be ready. We're going to be ready. And I think that that does make a difference. I also want to say I love that they put Stasny with Luke Shen, who is still working to get up to game speed because Spencer Stasny's speed covers a multitude of sins when you're out with somebody who is still working to get back up to game speed. So, yeah, I do. I do think what we're seeing from some of these younger defensemen factors into some of the decisions that the front office is making when it comes to the future of some veteran defensemen, shall we say? (laughs) One of those defensemen is Tyson Berry. For the past two days, we've talked about Tyson Berry uh, reportedly given permission to seek a trade. Barry Trotz has finally chimed in on those reports and um, oh boy, he said some things. He said some things uh, <laughs> that uh, I think a lot of people are now going back and looking at like, wow, Tyson Berry was in the lineup last night. Yeah. Uh, we will talk about those things that Barry Trot said in just one second. First, I want to let you know this episode's brought to you by Indeed. When you are drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? Look, if you are building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. With Indeed, you can find top talent fast. With Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews, Indeed does all the hard work for you. You sponsor a job and boom, Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. With Instant Match, you can start hiring fast. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great Great talent fast. Indeed knows that finding people with the right skills makes all the difference when you're a hiring team of one. So visit indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash locked on. Again, indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's talk about the elephant in the room, Anne, which is the Tyson Berry latest. Uh, was back in the lineup uh, just hours, although important to note that he played the fewest yes. minutes of any team, of any Preds player last night. Uh, so Barry Trotz was on 102.5 The Game last night with Jared Stillman. 
uh, Barry Trotz gave uh, a couple of different takes on the Tyson Berry trade talk. First, uh, about Tyson Berry being scratched. Uh, basically said different players react to that news differently. And he said he didn't like the way that Tyson Berry reacted to it, saying several times that he was very disappointed in Berry's reaction. Uh, and even, you know, said uh, a famous line that a lot of people attributed to some other type of moves made this offseason. I want you to come to Nashville to win, not retire. Yeah. You know, also went on to mention that the, the healthy scratch was dictated, you know, by Barry's play, not more than anything else. Um, and that wasn't all. You know, we heard the reports that Tyson Barry was given permission to seek a trade. Here's what Barry Trot said. Very disappointed that news got out because, quote, there's only about four people in the world that knew about it. I was very disappointed in that. It didn't come from the Preds. I do know that. A hundred percent. Obviously, someone felt that it should get out there and they put it out there. We will get on the phones and say Tyson's not happy in this situation right now. Are there any takers? So. So. Uh, not only was Barry Trotz unhappy with Tyson Barry's play, uh, unhappy to how re he reacted about being mm -hmm. a healthy scratch, and unhappy that Barry and his team went out and talked to, uh, I guess, media members and it announced that there might yeah. be, that they have put in a trade request. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack from that conversation with Barry Trotz. And, and I appreciate the fact that Trotz was willing to be as transparent about this as he was. Uh, but I think that he was very intentional about being transparent, uh, and, and we can talk about that in a minute. But overall, what did you take away from this conversation? Like, what were what were the, kind of the big takeaways for you after Trotz kind of had this conversation with Jared Stillman? Uh, I also appreciate Trotz being transparent because this is giving us great content for the <laughs> podcast. This is fantastic. Very yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's it's very rare to hear the team being this candid about it. I mean, how many times yeah. has, you know, a situation with a player not worked out or, you know, trade talks moving slow when we'll hear like the player's agent be like, oh, we hate, we like, we hate this. Like, you know, we, we have, there's a situation in Edmonton happening right now with Philip Broberg where, right. um, you know, the agent put out a statement and it's like, this is this, this, we're frustrated with the Oilers right now for this situation. You rarely hear the general manager of a team just throw a player under the bus like this, you know, kind of like playing like, OK, you want to play that game? OK, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, mm -hmm. This player sucked. We scratched him. He threw a hissy fit uh, and then he demanded a trade. And now he's talking to everybody about wanting a trade. Well, you know, maybe maybe they will trade him. Maybe not. Maybe he'll be out on the ice as a seventh defenseman and, you know, play 11 minutes a game. Less than Luke Shen. Less than Michael McCarron. Yeah, like that's like this is kind of, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, I don't, like I'm not going to say like a good or bad thing. I'm just saying it's interesting because we never hear like a GM kind of go scorched earth on this. They kind of keep a lot of things close to the chest and – 
you know, we've heard like some very transparent reactions from Trotz already, whether it's about Duchesne or Johansson right. or, you yeah. know, you know, whoever you think some of his, you know, we want you to win, not, re you know, come here to win, not retire remarks were directed to. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, we, you're not really expecting that from Barry Trotz and, you know, you, you you didn't even really hear that from him as a head coach, like him going scorched earth on players. Yeah, I think Barry Trotz, for as you know, like you say, this definitely is is a conversation that's generating a lot of other conversation. You know, because Trotz was very transparent about, hey, you know what, we sat him. And I love that Barry Trotz said, look, I once healthy scratched Alex Ovechkin. Now, you didn't do it probably when Alex Ovechkin was a veteran. But he's like, look, this is the gig. If you're not playing well, you get healthy scratched. And I don't like the way you reacted to it. And he kind of insinuated that maybe it was a little unprofessional. Uh, he talked about, you know, you need to react to these things with professionalism and maturity, which sort of implies that maybe he felt like Tyson Berry had not. And then, you know, very clear that like, look, we didn't leak this information. This information came from Barry and his camp. But I do think that it's very smart of Barry Trotz to handle this the way he has, because when you take over a team when you take over a role whether it's in sports or or whatever how you handle the first situation the first time you encounter a specific situation it sort of sets a precedent and it tells people something about you and i think with all of this with the comments that trots made i think what he is saying is i am not to be trifled with you are not going to circumvent the organization. You, I'm not going to be okay with players doing something individually that is going to hurt the collective of this team. Yeah. I am not going to make a decision that is better for an individual player and put that player, I'm not going to be backed into a corner to make a decision that's good for a player that may not be good for this whole team. And, and I think kudos to you, Barry Trotz, for saying, look, I have an expectation for how these situations are going to play out and I will not be backed into a corner. And I'm, and I'm, I'm not implying that Tyson Barry, you know, was had any sort of nefarious intent by handling things the way he did. But I think Tyson Barry and the predators now know this is how you are expected to handle things when you have an issue in the organization. And if you go outside of that, I'm not going to cover this. Like we're gonna have an honest conversation about it. So I think Barry Trotz really sort of showed people uh, you know, he is a he is a good man who is invested in these players as individuals, but he is also not going to be played. He yeah. is not going to be uh, backed into a corner and he is going to make the hard decisions that are best for the team. And so, you know, I say, hey, Barry Trotz, you handled this first one out of the gate in a way where everybody knows from here on out. This is how I expect you to handle these kind of situations. And if you don't, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to be honest about it. So, yeah. you know, there there you have it, friends. Yeah. And now it's interesting because all the cards are on the table and it's, you know, now it's a situation of, okay, how much longer is Barry going to be here? Because right. is this going to be a giant sort of finger pointing, you know, sort of standoff kind standoff. of, thing, you know, for the next, you know, however long he's in Nashville, forever. No guarantee he even gets traded. 
Right. Yeah. Right. So this is this very interesting situation. Uh, we thought we were done talking about it for a while yesterday, but I have a feeling there's going to be um, much more yeah. to this in the next little bit. Um, of course, we'll be here to talk about it. Uh, Predators, meanwhile, big game tomorrow yes. against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we'll talk about that, plus more Preds topics that come our way. We will do that tomorrow on the Lockdown Predators podcast. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on social media at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can also find me at PenleyBoxRadio.com or follow me at underscore NS Morgan. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back with an all-new episode tomorrow. We'll see you then.